Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to read this email out for you. It says, hi Niall. I can't say where I'm working at the moment, but it's a big company. And we're all working apart from some of the delivery staff. I can't go into what we do as I don't want to be identified, but it would be fair to say that I prefer to be on site, as most staff do. As we get more done, apart from anything else, work social life is very important for my mental well-being, as I'm going out of my mind in my one-bed apartment on my own for the last nine months. We got an email the other day for a staff Zoom call with the line manager. He said he was looking forward to the rollout of the vaccines over the next few months and that they would update us then on the return to work and it looks like we'll all be back in work by maybe August. He said that staff who are vaccinated would be allowed back to the office but those who are not vaccinated will either have to work from home and he also hinted that there may be a downsizing in the workforce before the end of the year and they're encouraging all staff to get vaccinated as it seems preference for keeping your job will be based on who can go back to work if they're vaccinated. Now, they didn't exactly say that, but I think that's what they kind of meant. I've checked the legality of this, and it seems that they can do this under the Employment Laws and Duty of Care under the Health and Safety Act. In other words, that they can uh, that they have a duty of care to those who are not vaccinated and uh, can treat us differently. The reasons I'm saying this is I'm in my 30s, I have no underlying health conditions, and I don't plan to get the vaccine for a few years until I'm satisfied it's safe. Now, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, if that's what you think, and have all my vaccinations, but I'm just cautious and don't feel I should be forced to get a vaccine just to keep my job. I was on the work WhatsApp group just after the meeting and many of them were agreeing uh, that they wouldn't work with somebody unvaccinated and uh, unvaccinated people and just um, they were all arguing with each other about workmates who won't be getting vaccinated and almost pitting each other or pitting them against each other. Uh, I think this uh, would be really unfair as it's forcing me to get a vaccine. If I don't I'll probably lose my job essentially. Is it legal and is it fair? So I am going to ask the question, by the way, is it fair to exclude people from work if they're not vaccinated? Now, I don't know the legalities on it, so I said, best check with somebody who knows the legalities. And Richard Grogan is from Richard Grogan and Associates, and they're a leading law firm who specialise in employment, law, personal injury law, etc., etc., etc. And he's the man to talk to. Good afternoon to you, Richard. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Well, what is the law? So let's say this guy in the email, his workplace hopes to have people back on site by August, but they won't be having people back on site who are not vaccinated. They'll continue to work from home. And then a possibility of downsizing, but there's a kind of hint there that if you don't get vaccinated, you're the one who lose your job. Is that legal? Um, now, the, the first hint thing that I have to say to you is that at the moment, a lot of people don't know whether it's legal or not, but reality-wise is an employer cannot insist that you get vaccinated. Um, The government have changed the law in the 2020 Health Act to bring in an issue for compulsory vaccination, but the Minister for Health has to sign an order to that effect. Now, just let me just get back to that just very briefly before we move on to what you're going to say next in relation to employment law, right? right? But in relation to mandatory vaccination or compulsory vaccinations for citizens in general, and you're saying the Minister for Health hasn't signed that into law yet, would that be constitutional? Could they force you? Because I thought, according to our constitution, you can't be forced for he- medical intervention. Um, uh, no, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, uh, but I think there's going to be... The issue on this is uh, the constitution can always be set aside if somebody declares an emergency. So we've had emergency legislation in the past. So if COVID was declared an emergency, then probably they can they can use certain legislation there. But I think the issue that's that's more relevant here is at the present time, no employer can insist that somebody has to get vaccinated. Second thing is 
there's huge issues with an employer asking an employee, have they been vaccinated? Because if the employee says, well, yes, I have, but they haven't been, um, the employer isn't entitled to ask for documentation on it. So that's, a, that's an issue there in itself. So the big issue on this is going to be how employers deal with it. Uh, I think there are going to be some employers who are going to put these threats in place. Uh, it's a very dangerous thing for an employer to do uh, like that because there are going to be issues then under equality legislation. Um, but does an employer have a duty of care under the Health and Safety Act, uh, you know, to not to the employees who have been vaccinated, but to the ones who haven't been vaccinated? Because they're technically the ones that are at risk. Because you've been vaccinated, you're probably not really at much at risk because the symptoms obviously are reduced or not there because you've been vaccinated. So they have a duty of care then to the ones who are not vaccinated, haven't they? Yes, the, the duty of care is actually both employers and employees have a duty of care. So the employer has a duty of care to those who have not been vaccinated and the employees have a duty of care also for, to protect their own health. It's going to be a big problem and really the government have been flapping around on this a little bit. And if I could give you a very simple example of what's going to happen, and it's called keeping people's jobs. Uh, you take a small barber shop, they've got six chairs there that would be in February of 2020. If people aren't vaccinated, they, they may have to have a situation that there's only four chairs. So two people lose their jobs. Now, how people are going to be selected for redundancy um, is going to be a real issue if it is that you're being selected because you haven't got vaccinated. That's going to be a massive problem for companies to try and get through. There has to be some guidance brought out, and at the present time, there's absolutely none. But I can see where the employer is coming from. Uh, if the employer has uh, a workforce where some people are vaccinated and some people are not vaccinated, then they're going to have to have a segregated workplace. So in other words, we're never going to get out of this kind of endless social distancing screens and all the rest of it. In other words, this office that we have here in Classic Hits, we all are, you know, we've limited amount of staff in at the moment. Actually, I can tell you now there's five staff in this building at the moment where we would have had a hundred uh, this time a year and a half ago, right? Or yep. a year ago. And because uh, it just seems like get, I'm losing track of time now at this stage. So you're telling me that if we, if there's no mandatory vaccination, we're stuck with this situation. I think the reality on it is probably yes, because you're going to have a situation, you five people in there, it's how long can radio station keep going, where you have 100 people uh, and now having five in. And the issue there is the disconnect, as your uh, listener wrote in. It's a lot of people like going to work. There's a social aspect of work. It's actually good for your mental health. Yeah, everybody's so, working from home. Our sales staff are working from home, admin are working from home, management are working from home. So the only people in the building are those who are necessary to be here to do the job. Yeah. And we, we, and we, when we're finished, where we would have hung around to prepare the show for yeah. tomorrow or whatever, we have to go to prepare for the next person coming in, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, now, what, what the government is saying is that they hope that the public service, that 20% of people would be remote working. So then take, if that applied to your place, 80 people would be in, 20 people would be remote working. If it can't accommodate 80 people without everybody being vaccinated, then there's going to be a real problem. And that's a problem for everybody. And that's a problem for those who want to get back into work. It's going to be a problem on remote working, and it's going to be a problem on the whole issue of vaccination. The reality on it is some 15% of people will not get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. That's what it says. And we have no plan. It could be more than that, Richard. I mean, I know there are people who can't get vaccinated, and we understand that. Then there are those who are unwilling to get vaccinated ever because of, of the just anti-vaccination people. And yep. then there are those, more so with this vaccine than ever before, I've noticed a lot of cautiousness. So there is, you know, a, a large percentage. I'm predicting probably 30% won't want to get vaccinated. 
well, right, well, the most recent survey said it's 15%. There will be a, there's a very small number of people who, for health reasons, will, will not be able to get vaccinated. And there are an even smaller number who, for uh, religious beliefs, cannot get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, but let's say it's 15%. Um, that in itself causes a problem because if it's 15% in the workplace, that is going to be an issue. And the big issue is going to be, it's actually a thing called GDPR, where somebody comes in and says, I was vaccinated, and they haven't been vaccinated, and then issues arise. And one thing that, I mean, I think is going to come in as well, and nobody's really dealing with this at the moment, is people who are, who are dealing with people face-to-face in shops. You may very well very soon have people turning around and saying, I don't want to be dealing with somebody who hasn't been vaccinated. And when, so, when, you, when you say GDPR, so, so in other words, your boss can say, yeah, obviously, we're on the GDPR rules, which are very strict uh, in, in Europe, uh, particularly here in Ireland. So let's say, for example, I go to an airport. Can they ask me for a vaccine certificate? Uh, you know, the, I know Michael O'Leary was asked to stop doing the advertisement for the jab and fly. But realistically, that's a possibility, a kind of vaccine passport as such. Can they implement that then under GDPR rules? Well, this is the issue that a lot of people are asking, and I think they're going to have to, because I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, um, you know, if I put it this way, um, once we open up, I need to get a haircut, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be, if it comes next October, November, when I'm going for a haircut, I'm going to be a lot happier going into a barber shop that has the thing, all our staff are vaccinated, nobody gets in here who isn't vaccinated. There, there is, I'd seen an ad up there now, it was in the UK, yes, uh, for a plumbing company who are hiring, but they're only hiring people who've been vaccinated. Yeah, they, they, they put up the, 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 the sign, uh, no job, no job, no job. That's right. Pimli, Pimlico. Uh, they're, they're That's covered. right, yeah, Pimlico, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it, it, it was a nice one because uh, I think what they were doing was they got an awful lot of free publicity. But again, what they have is people going into people's houses because these are emergency plumbers. Yeah. So people were saying, you know, what's the position on, on, on that? So uh, this is a big issue that we have to have a discussion on. And I mean, it is one that there's no easy answers. And I'm not saying that you have to have vaccination or you don't have to have vaccination. What I'm saying is we need people to sit down at government level and set out this is what the effect on employment will be if we don't have compulsory vaccination. This will be the effect if we do have compulsory vaccination. And then we can have a bit of a mature discussion as to how it affects. I would be cautioned any employer who's going around and saying, look, you know, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to be working from home. And by the way, we might be doing a, a head count reduction and those who don't get vaccines might be top of the list. That's a very dangerous thing for any employer to be putting around at the moment. Um, it does need to be clarified. I think this is something that is probably going to be an issue that some employers are going to address and they're going to say from a health and safety risk assessment, they'll carry it out and they'll say, look, mm-hmm. for us to operate, we can only have a certain number of people in and for us to be able to have enough people in to keep the business going, they're going to have to have a vaccination certificate and they will do it on that basis. There will be a, a plethora of claims for equality claims and discrimination claims and all the rest. And I'm an employment lawyer. I'm not looking forward to that because I don't think that we should get ourselves into that situation. But you're not going to say no to the business, in fairness, Richard. <laughs> well, well, well it, it, you're, you're not going to say no to advertising. No. Uh, but, what, but what I would say is I'm not there to drive business for lawyers in an area like that. But what I'm saying is, and I've been quite vocal about this, is we need to get it set out in a way that there's clear definitive rules. And that then will stop 
cases going to the WRC other than ones that are legitimate cases. We don't need Mm -hmm. loads of trial cases going down to the WRC. And I really have a big concern for those who have concerns about getting vaccinated. And that's where I think they need a bit of certainty as well by the government coming out. And let's have a bit of an honest discussion. What I believe is going to happen is they'll do nothing, which is what they tend to do. They'll put out a bit of advice and it'll be a free-for-all down in the WRC and you're going to have companies getting caught. And there's going to be, well, there's going to have to be landmark rulings then in relation to it, isn't there? There, there is, but yeah. those landmark rulings can be very expensive, for, particularly for employers. And the issue on it is you're going to have an awful lot of people down running cases in the WRC. No, well, not just the WRC. You're going to have some of these cases will end up in the High Court to decide but, whether they're legitimate or not. Well, and, you will and, have, yeah, yeah and, and that's a, that's, that, that's, that will be going to the WRC, to the Labour Court, and then up to the High Court on a point of law. There's going to be a lot of issues on that. Um, I'm an employment lawyer, but I'm saying, as all employment lawyers are actually saying, is this is a health and safety issue. It needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed in a way that there's a degree of certainty so that everybody knows where they are. However, taking account of people... But the thing is, we've never never had a test in relation to this before because we've never, for example, said to people before, you know, have you had your childhood vaccinations, you know, before you're allowed to work in this company? So we've never had this situation. It's never been around before. And somebody points out, says, uh, hi, Niall, I think your lawyer may have missed a major piece. The Council of Europe has ruled that uh, no one can be obliged or have their employment conditions affected. That's uh, from Justin. I'm not... Are you familiar with that? The Council of of Europe? The the Council of Europe have come out, but it... uh, they haven't made a directive and they haven't made a regulation. Mm-hmm. What they've come out is, is what they've said is where they're coming from. If, and at the end of the day, they come out with a lot of things that then uh, change. The issue that they're going to have is if it is that you are not going to have vaccinations, compulsory vaccinations, then you can accept that the workplace that you have at the moment that has five people in it might have 10 or 15. And how that is going to affect jobs, uh, I'm not sure. Okay, so so, so, no, yeah, so I, I get where you're going. In other words, if we don't have some sort of work around rules and we don't have any legislation around this, we're going to have a situation where social distancing will have to remain because those who are not vaccinated have to be protected. And, and that's really where we're at, isn't it? Yes, and that means that you're going to have less people in workplaces. Yeah. And that means there could be, there could be significant extra uh, unemployment. I mean, look, the position on it is we've nearly 500,000 people out at the moment. There's over 400,000 on the pub. That means that those people on the pub are not people who can work remotely. Yeah. So they have to be able to get back to workplaces. And if they don't get back to workplaces because of this, you're going to have 150 or 200,000 of them on top of those who have been made redundant anyway, suddenly losing a job. Now, I'm an employment lawyer. I'm not there to see people lose their jobs. And I appreciate the issue about the vaccination. It's one that we have to have a mature discussion on. And I'm not pushing one way or the other. All I'm saying is... You just want clarity, yeah. Well, I want clarity and I want to have somebody to say, uh, look, this is what will happen if we don't have compulsory vaccination. This is what will happen if we do have compulsory vaccination. And then let everybody decide. Mm -hmm. At least then we know what we're deciding about at the present time, we don't. And that's a... Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of questions coming in here. I'm not going to, going to bore you with them all because I think you've answered most of them. Somebody else says, uh, recently my employer said that he will be asking uh, for vaccination certificates. Is this legal? Well, I think Richard has made the point already. At the moment, no, it's not legal. Uh, they, they just have to take your word for it, indeed, if they ask. And I don't even know whether they can ask, can they, Richard? But can they, well, they can ask, can't they? Well, it's like at the last, you can always ask. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're entitled to get a reply. Or the truthful but, but, reply. <laughs> yeah, and, but also, by the way, once if an employee does answer that, 
and the employer has that information, now you're into huge GDPR issues as to how you maintain that information and who's told it. So you you have a real issue then actually even getting the information. As because, to yeah, because if you put a practice in place based on you getting those certificates off your staff, that means other staff will then be aware, if people are being segregated, for example, will then be aware of who hasn't got the vaccine, and that's a GDPR issue in itself then as well. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I can see that being a whole mess. So the, the law, just to clarify, as it stands at the moment, your employer has no right to ask you to prove you've been vaccinated, he, as it he, stands. He, he, can, he can ask you but he can't insist that you prove it. So he okay. can ask you anything you like. You know, you know, he can ask you he can ask you but you know, where'd you go on holidays, but you don't have to tell him. But he can certainly he can ask you, have you been vaccinated? But he can't And insist. by the way, where does it stand in relation to say uh, currently at the moment obviously we have, you know, the HSE will ring somebody who's a close yeah. contact. And did your employer have a right to know that you've got, say, a text from the HSE saying you're a close contact? Are they? Are you obliged to tell your employer by law? If you're in a workplace and you're working in the workplace, then yes, because that would be a health and safety risk for the other employees that were there. So the employer would need to know that because because uh, the employer would need to know that to be able to uh, put the proper checks in place. Was there anybody in the workplace who would then be uh, a close contact of yours? Mm-hmm. So that would be legitimate because... That would would be for that purpose, and that would be absolutely clear. Now, if you're working from home, then no, then there wouldn't be entitled to be told that you're a close contact. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, look, it sounds like uh, an absolute minefield, Richard. Uh, it is. And, uh, and unfortunately, with no clarity there yet, and the only person who can give that clarity is the Minister of Health, and that legislation has to be put to with the Justice Minister as well in relation to what and, and in relation to mandatory. As I said, you're not looking for it, or you're not looking, you're not against it, or you're not for it. But you're saying there is something there which I think people may not have been aware of. By the way, that there is already a piece of legislation there that they can. I didn't think think they could bring in mandatory uh, vaccinations in Ireland for the citizens of Ireland. But you're saying it's possible that they could. On 24th of November of last year, it came in in, in an amendment uh, committee stage, so they brought it in in Section 31 of the Health Act 1947. Jeez, they snuck that one in, didn't they? They snuck it. They, well, well uh, put it this way, on the 24th of November, that's the date that they said COVID-19 was an infectious disease. Until then, it wasn't classified as an infectious disease, but they needed to do so to, for kicking in this mandatory vaccination issue. So that's when it became infectious. It wasn't, obviously, wasn't. I thought it was infectious since last March, but practically from November it was infectious Right Alright well I think we need to up our game when it comes to vaccinations in the first place but listen it's been lovely talking to you anyway thank you very much indeed Richard Grogan from Richard Grogan Associates who specialise in employment law and also um, as well they specialise in many other aspects of law too so they can um, whatever you call it personal injury all that kind of stuff as well So, Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi award winning Niall Boylan show Classic Hit